0: Welcome back to part two of the Jyoti Singh rape and murder case. If you did not listen to part one, so do. <laughs> so do. Yeah. You'll be lost. Yes. So we will jump right back into it. Yeah. All right. So let's go back and talk about Jyoti's life. She had always wanted to grow up to become a doctor, and when her parents told her that they weren't sure they'd be able to make her dream happen because, I mean, they were from a very, very poor background, they did not think in any way that they could help her pay for school, she asked them to use the money that they'd saved for her wedding to educate her. That's just unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Her parents were very supportive of Jyothi and her dreams, and they got her a tutor and sold their ancestral land to pay for her schooling. Her uncles, which were her father's brothers, were upset about it, and they couldn't understand why her parents would sell that land for a girl. Like, for a boy, of course, but why would you do that for a girl? And they were like her parents were traditional but they were more modern thinking according to Jyoti's tutor they wanted to give their daughter every opportunity they could because in that culture it was just understood that once you know once the girl got to a certain age she's going to be married off once she's married it's her husband that provides her husband works she stays home she pops out babies she takes care of all the, the housework and all that kind of stuff, what is the point of educating her? She's not going to need it, you know? Exactly, So yeah. that's kind of the mentality that that they had. Well, and her parents, I love them so much. They did not put her in this box. They did not give her this ceiling that she couldn't bust through. Right. You know, like, yeah. they, f- too, have supported her dream and... Not only were, like, oh, okay, well, if that's what she's going to do, like, they really, really, really went to a lot of strides to make it happen. Yeah, they went all in for it. Yes. And even with that, it wasn't, I mean, that money still wasn't enough. That's why she still had to get that part-time job. But, I mean, they literally gave everything that they had to for her to be able to do what she wanted to do. And in the documentary, her friend told the story of a time that Jyoti was at the market. He said that she was there shopping when a boy that was like 10 or 11 years old snatched her purse. The police caught him and started beating him, and she stopped the police, telling them the boy wasn't going to learn anything from being beaten. The friend said that Jyothi asked the boy why he had done that, and he said, well, I want new clothes, I want new shoes, I want a hamburger like you have. And so she bought him all the things he wanted and made him promise that he would never do it again. That's the kind of person we're talking about here. Like they, her parents said that they picked her name because it means light and she, she is. It's just so sad Mm -hmm. to take somebody like that from the world. I just, it's awful. And the people who are still here in this case, the perpetrators are Pieces of shit. Yeah, absolute pieces of shit. After Jyoti died, a newspaper printed the headline, Wake Up India, She's Dead. 34-year-old Ram Singh and his partners in crime, Akshay Thakur, Vinay Sharma, Pawan Gupta, Mukesh Singh, Ram's brother, and the unnamed 17-year-old were all arrested for the assault, rape, and murder of a 23-year-old medical student. Known only at that time as Nirabaya, but has since been identified as Jyoti Singh describing his cohorts when interviewed for india's daughter mikesh singh said ram was always breaking limits Vinay was a fighter so much so that he once beat a man so badly the man had internal injuries and that he often got injections to give him power like steroids right? yeah i'm assuming that's steroids well and in the documentary i don't know if i read this wrong or whatever but mikesh when he's talking about this he kind of has a smirk on his face you know what i mean like he's He's proud of it almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely is. He said Pawan was also a fighter and used to hang out on the bus. Akshay was a helper on the bus. He used to clean the bus, bring them drinks, and wake up Ram. Because I guess he's not capable of doing that himself. Although, unlike the other men, Akshay had a wife and a child. The juvenile was also a helper on the bus. And Makesh said that he was very sharp at tricking people to get onto the bus. So it helps to have, I guess, a younger person and be like, oh, everything's safe here. You right. get on this bus. There's a kid on the bus. Well, yeah. And you trust that more, I guess. I don't know. Like, you, you would trust him more? Well, a kid wouldn't do this. I mean, a kid wouldn't take advantage like this, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Mukesh and Ram's father said in the documentary that Akshay and the juvenile were truly to blame. He was very obviously in denial about his son's participation, saying it's the fault of the four, but not his son's. But everybody refers to Mukesh and Ram as the ringleaders. Mm-hmm. So sorry. riddle dude. me that. Yeah, Their mother, on the other hand, was more realistic. She points out that neither she or her husband was there at the time, so they can't know what really happened. She even swats at her husband a little when he continues to push that it wasn't their son's. The juvenile's mother was found for the documentary. That's what you we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And explained that her son had been gone for three years when the police came to tell her that he'd been arrested. And she said she thought he had already died because mm-hmm. she just, they didn't know where he was. Yeah, she hadn't heard from him. I'll she say, was, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, she she was very torn up about yeah all of this. And yeah. that's the thing. I mean, there are so many victims in this. I'm not making light or discrediting, discounting what Jyoti went through but like all of the parents of the the men who did this like they have to live well except for ram and Makesh's because he the dad doesn't believe that they actually did anything so i guess that's whatever but right yeah i don't know it's it is it's a ripple effect i mean the, in every case it's like that it's always going to tear more than one family apart. Mm-hmm. Because of that, then you you as a perpetrator's family has to realize that, like, this person is capable of evil and, and what that does to you, and you lose that person, and it's yeah, a lot. It is a lot. Akshay's father was told that he needed to surrender Akshay or their family would be destroyed. Not really sure exactly what that means. He surrendered Akshay to the police, but Akshay's wife is adamant that her husband wouldn't do anything that he was being accused of. The men were all very poor and grew up seeing abuse, prostitution, rape, etc. in their homes and all around them. The 17-year-old had left his home at age 11 to work in a hotel washing dishes so he could provide for his family. Mukesh said that he rarely went to school and would just wander instead, but his older brother was not having this. His brother, an electrician, would shock Mukesh when he found out that he wasn't in school in order to make him do the right thing. It's just a lot of intense things happening. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, like, a toxic cycle. Yeah. Like, no matter what, it's just not good. Yeah. Protesters had flooded the streets of the capital starting the day after Jyoti's rape, bringing it to a halt. This included metro stations that were closed. Police brought out water cannons and tear gas shells to tame the angry crowd. And... The demonstrations went on in the capital, but also other cities for weeks. And they started out peacefully, but within 20 minutes, they got out of hand. 20 minutes. And it's not because of the protesters. They were like trying to do civil protests. It was the police just fucking got like flew off the handle and were like, that's it. Started beating people, throwing them around. Like it yeah. was scary and really, really, really disturbing to watch. Like ragdolls just throwing them and beating them and all kinds yeah. of stuff yeah and then it got to the point where then the protesters are starting to fight back so they're destroying police cars they're setting fires it was described as a war zone and it looked like it i mean mm-hmm. it was insane indian officials tried to appease the angry public by increasing the amount of police on patrol at night checks on bus drivers and other workers on the bus and banning dark windows and curtains on buses <laughs> that seems kind of like a given I don't know, like a public bus? You shouldn't have curtain. I mean, I don't know. That's weird. It is. The 17-year-old was sentenced to three years in a juvenile facility, which was the maximum sentence for a juvenile, and was subsequently released in 2015. Jyoti's parents were upset at the sentence. Her mom believes that if the law thinks her daughter is old enough to marry at 12 or 13, then a boy of 15 or 16 should be able to be punished to the fullest extent for raping or harming a girl. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And I knew whenever I was watching this before she said that, I knew that that angered me, but then she said it exactly, you know, like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, exactly, you know. Right. Yeah. It's like, why do we have to say this out loud? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yet we do. Yeah. You can, you can push girls off into child marriage. Force them to have children before their body's ready for it. And a guy who's even older than some of these girls getting married, six months away from turning 18, sure, he's still a juvenile, but you know better than to rape and murder somebody. That shouldn't be a I didn't know better kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Like, it's ridiculous. Right. Right. On August 31st, 2013, the the men, aged 19 to 29, except for Ram Singh, were convicted and on September 10th, 2013, sentenced to death. Now, Ram Singh was never officially convicted because on March 11th, 2013, at around 5.45 a.m., he was found dead in his cell. His family thinks he was murdered, but the official cause of death was suicide. He had apparently um, hanged himself and... I read, too, that um, it's not totally uncommon for police officers to take matters into their own hands. So I think that's why the parents were like, I think he was murdered. He could have been, but, I mean. I mean, honestly, you should be able to have your trial, have all these things. However, it seemed like it was going in that direction anyway. Yeah. Like, even if he survived the trial he would have been sentenced to death by hanging because that's how that's what they all received it was sentenced to death but it's by hanging so yeah exactly well and there was like there when i read about the the woman who had been burned on her way to the court um, for testifying they also talked about um there was another case where a woman had been i believe raped and murdered and the people that were accused of it for whatever reason they either weren't being charged or they hadn't been convicted or something and the police took them out to the scene of the crime and executed them oh well wow. so they had not been convicted and i don't know that they'd even been charged they were just the ones that were suspected of it and the police were like oh well they tried to escape and we had no choice and um uh red handed also covered this case and one of the hosts Saruti is She was born in India. Mm -hmm. So she said that a lot of times what they'll do is they will basically accuse a poor person of a crime to cover up for well-connected people or or richer people. Mm -hmm. And then the police will execute them. And be like, okay, well, job's done. Exactly. No need for an investigation anymore. We got the people who did it kind of thing. So, you know... Sure, sometimes you want to take it into your own hands, but there are sometimes ulterior motives for that. So it's like, obviously, that shouldn't be done. It's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I mean, not that wrongful convictions don't happen here because they do. But I don't know. It's all crazy. It is. Akshay's wife was upset about his conviction, and her thinking was that the man is there to protect her, but if he's in prison or dead, who's going to protect her? Where will she live? Who will provide for them? She said that she was going to have to strangle her son to death because what else can I do? I was like, please don't tell me that's a legitimate thought in your head. I know, and she's sitting next to another adult. It was a woman. And while she's saying this, the other, like, if ever I heard that come out of someone's mouth, I would have a visible reaction. Be like, what? You know, like, oh, my God. And nothing of the sort happened. It's just, uh, okay, yeah, well, I see your point. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's that, like, in that NC, what is it, NCBI article? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They talked about women in India having a learned helpl- helplessness because, again, in the culture, it's, Like Akshay's wife is saying, the man is there for everything. And without him, what can I do? I may as well kill my son because I'm not going to be able to provide for him. Like, it's so sad. And it's a, like, that's how ingrained it is. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah. One of the defense lawyers, AP Singh, referred or responded to the verdict with... (sighs) Mm-hmm. This fucking guy. Mm-hmm. If my daughter or sister engaged in premarital activities and disgraced herself and allowed herself to lose face and character by doing such things, I would most certainly take this sort of sister or daughter to my farmhouse and in front of my entire family. I would put petrol on her and set her alight. And he's like, I still stand by that today. hmm. This motherfucker. What did she do? <laughs> she was out with a male friend. They saw a movie. And saw a movie. And she was going to be home before 9 p.m. Yeah. And that apparently is one of the worst things that you could do to shame yourself and your family. Yeah, because he made a big deal throughout the the documentary about that, like, you don't go out without, you know, a male relative, a, a father, a brother, an uncle, whatever. You don't go out with a friend that's a boy because how in the world is that boy supposed to control himself? All he's going to be thinking about is sex. And that's not his fault. You should remove yourself from the situation or the equation, right? Cuz mm-hmm. they can they cannot help themselves. Yeah. And, and certainly, I mean <laughs> how in the world is anybody supposed to go see a movie or whatever because she couldn't go with a girlfriend? Because then they'd be two sitting ducks just waiting to be raped, Mm -hmm. asking for it. I guess you can only go to a matinee and you have to be... With your dad. With your dad, yeah. Yeah. God, I just can't. This case quickly became about so much more than Jyoti, and she became a symbol for women across India. In response to crimes like this one, India implemented sensitization programs in order to help level out the gender inequality. They were started in schools as a way to teach young boys how to respect women. However, these programs are not consistently utilized, and we don't know yet how effective they are since these boys have to grow up and become men before we'll know how they'll treat women. The three of the four men who weren't dead or juvenile appealed their cases to the Indian Supreme Court. The men attempted to lessen their sentences to life, but they were all denied. They made mercy pleas to the Indian president, Ramnath Kovind. Just hours before their executions, hoping to get a last minute reprieve that would commute their sentences to life. All denied. On Friday, March 20th, 2020, all four men were hanged in an Indian prison. Jyoti's mother hugged a picture of her daughter and told her that they had gotten justice for her. Jyoti's father said that their faith in the judiciary had been restored. Outside of the prison, there were serious security measures in place. Police and paramilitary personnel were tasked with keeping the peace because of the celebratory vibe among the crowd that had gathered. People were outside with signs they'd made to thank the judiciary. Others were chanting things like, death to rapists. The Prime Minister, Narendra, hmm, nope. Narendra Modi took to Twitter to praise the justice system for getting the justice Jyoti deserved by saying, Justice has prevailed and built a nation where the focus is on women's empowerment. Unfortunately, though justice was served in this case, this is not the norm nor has it made India a safer place for women. Indian women have taken their safety into their own hands, but at the cost of their own freedoms. Gita Pandey, the journalist who wrote one of the BBC articles used for this episode, wrote that Indian women dress modestly when they go out. They don't go out or stay late. They are always alert, always looking over their shoulders, and they drive with their doors locked and windows rolled up. Then she wrote, and sometimes safety comes at a cost too. Like when two years back, I had a flat tire while driving home at night. I didn't stop until I reached my regular petrol station where I knew the mechanics. By then, my tire had been shredded to pieces. The next day, I had to pay for a new tire, but I think I got away cheaply. The woman who created the documentary, India's Daughter, interviewed the lawyers who defended some of the men who attacked (sighs) Jyoti. All right, (laughs) just get ready. Mm -hmm. One lawyer, M.L. Sharma, said, In our society, we never allow our girls to come out from the house after 6.30 or 7.30 or 8.30 in the evening with any unknown person. You're talking about a man and woman as friends. Sorry, that doesn't have any place in our society. We have the best culture. In our culture, there is no place for a woman just let that sink in Mm -hmm. in our culture which is the best culture there is no place for a woman i'm sorry are we are we like aliens we're not we're not the same we're people i just i don't understand it second-rate citizens yeah absolutely Jyothi's mom, Aisha, points out that people always blame the girls. They shouldn't do whatever it is that they did. She says they blame these girls instead of asking why the boys do it. And it's so, it's so sad. Like, I know that here, like, you know, with the Me Too movement and stuff like that, you see, like, I saw in the documentary some posters of, like, um, that said, maybe stop telling me what to wear and Or stop teaching me what to wear and teach your boys not to rape. And I think we talk about that more openly here. It's still an issue. But there, look at the task that they've got on their hands to do that. Because to change that mentality, you have to first make all these men feel like women are just as important as they are. Yeah, they're equal. That's going to take a long time. Be- it's going to be generations. Yes. Yeah, because it's so ingrained in, in the society. It's going to take a long time to flesh out. Well, and at the same time, you have, to, you have to convince women that they're equal as well. Right. Yeah, because that's the other issue is women also are, they grow up not believing that they are. Mm-hmm. And so you've got it from all angles. It's... It's really just Mm mind-boggling. And and we, I mean, not to say that we don't have any of that here, because we do. I mean, look at how many women have to make the choice after they have children whether they're going to go back to work or stay home. Mm -hmm. How many men have to make that choice? The answer is fucking zero. Well, next to none, yeah. 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 None that I've ever met. Right. And I've met a lot of women, including myself, who have had to make the decision whether we're going to work or raise kids. Well, and even down to, like, how do you balance work and and being a mother? But dads don't get asked that kind of question. No. Um, I was speaking with my husband last night about this case, and aside from the the, the mother aspect, but i when we used to go out, which was a lot, I mean, we, we partied a lot early 20s, you know. Um, if I wore a skirt, there was a 99% chance that somebody would reach up it. Absolutely. Yeah. I got to the point where I just stopped wearing skirts to go out. And like in the summer, you're wearing a sundress or whatever. That's not, I mean, I saw in, in the documentary, it's a dress, not a yes. Like, what the hell? I remember just being like, okay, I guess I can't wear skirts anymore. Mm-hmm. And I took that on myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We say, okay, obviously I have to wear pants now. Right. Like, it- I've had conversations with other people like, okay, well, I don't like being around this person because he makes me uncomfortable. Well, why, why do you wear what you wear then? Why did you, why did you put on makeup? If you don't want him to make advances at you, maybe you should dress down hmm really <laughs> like yeah. and these are not things that i can that are harmful to my health like i'm not trying to compare i never want it to be like oh woe is me because it's not but these are small things that are the same that reinforce that core yeah, yeah that culture that yeah well what did you do to deserve it exactly yeah and it's something that as You know, now that we are to the age where we have are having children, you know, like, I don't view myself in the, you know, the the can't do anything about it generation anymore. You know, like, it's my responsibility now. I have two boys and I'm going to do everything, absolutely everything in my power to. And I think part of it is the fact that men are supposed to be devoid of any emotion, like. Boys are raised in society to never cry, to never show their feelings, never act like you're hurt. You play hurt. You go out there, you don't, you know, you can't show any emotion whatsoever. Rub some dirt in it. Walk it off. Walk it off. Yeah. yeah. Like my husband says, put it in your prostate. Don't mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, just pretend like nothing bothers you. Pretend like everything's fine. Pretend like nothing worries you. And I'm not saying they should be worried and crying all the time, but... We raise men to be emotionally unavailable spouses, um, desensitized to violence, have intimacy issues. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I feel all of that goes hand in hand. It does. All of it does. It's, It's the way that society is. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a man who can show that he has emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, my boys, if they fall down, you know, now toddlers, they will... Milk it, you know? I mean, hell, I'll milk it. (laughs) But shit, at the same time, I'm like, if you're going to let me hold you and kiss you, I'll take it. Like, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to show you that it's okay for you to tell me that you're hurting. Mm -hmm. Because what to me, what that translates to later is that they feel safe coming to me and talking to me about their feelings or whatever it is. Like, And feelings and emotions are not a... Male or female thing, it's an, it's an everyone thing. <laughs> right, absolutely. It shouldn't be just a male or female thing. Yeah, it's not a gender role. No. It situation. It's being human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The mindset of many men in India can be seen clearly in something that attorney M.L. Sharma said in India's Daughter. Oh my God, this made me so mad. Sharma said that women are more precious than gems or diamonds, and it's up to you how you're going to treat your diamond, basically. So, he's like, you know, women are like a flower, and if you put them in the gutter, a dog is going to take it. If you, if you put it in the temple, it's going to be worshipped. So, it's really, like, up to you. And he says that women put sex in the man's eyes, like, because they cannot, they cannot be helped. Right. Right. That's very, what's the, alarming? Yeah, that's alarming. It's very alarming. It's (laughs) very, yeah. It's also, it's so, I don't know, the lack of responsibility that you're giving yourself. You know, like, well, I mean, my hands were tied. What can I do here? And I've heard it from so many people. I heard it on Friday from... A man that I was talking to where he was like, you know, it's just ingrained in us like it's to spread our seed. That's that's how it goes. We can't help it. Well, yes, you fucking can. That's so gross. It is. I hate that to spread my seed. Like, I understand that people Obviously, they're supposed to procreate. Otherwise, we would not have people anymore. But it is not literally you walk around jacking off and wherever your, like, semen lands, you impregnate people. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Ugh. God, I hate it. I know. I hate it. Basically, these men think women exist and it's their fault for existing. If she didn't want to be raped, she wouldn't have existed. She wouldn't have been in public if she didn't want to be raped. She should have known what was coming because she asked for it. Mm-hmm. She went out after um 5 p.m. at night mm-hmm. with a man without a chastity belt on. And also, they are making a big deal that they had to teach these people a lesson that they were doing something wrong by a man and a woman going out together. Mm-hmm. May we remind you that um, Avinindra did not try to m- rape her? He just went to the movies. Like... They're acting like they were doing this, like, self-righteous thing to show them what danger can come of you going out to a movie with your friend. The mm-hmm. friend is not, was not the date. like, you know what I mean? Oh, it, yeah, for sure. You're trying to show what a bad thing that they did when they did nothing wrong. They were two people being safe together. And yeah. you came in and
1: you're blew that up. Sh-
0: yeah, you're trying to show them a cautionary tale. And you are committing the only crime that has been committed. You're the only Uh, danger present. Yeah. Yeah. Had they not gotten on that bus, which again, was not anything that they did wrong. They just got on a bus that was totally normal to do. Mm -hmm. You tricked them. And you have even said that you would use the young boy to trick people to get on the bus. And they had used that before to rob people and to hurt people. Mm -hmm. This is not a new thing for them. Mm -mm. Oh, God, I hate them. Just the hypocrisy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they they legitimately think, like, you can see when Mukesh is talking about all this stuff, there's nothing in his eyes that says, wow, this poor girl suffered. No, I mean, there's absolutely no remorse. And she got what was coming to her. Yes. And Jyoti's dad is like, there's no remorse at all Mm-mm. from them. Mm-mm. No, because they, they legitimately think that just like that defense lawyer, that their hands were tied. What were they supposed to do? Mm-hmm. She was there. She was out after dark. So obviously she was asking for it. And furthermore, she needed to be taught a lesson because she had the fucking nerve to fight back. Mm-hmm. I mean, my gosh, let's look at something a little closer to home. Brock Turner? hmm That piece of shit. I mean, if his only crime was having a penis, right? Because he cannot control it. And since he has one, he can do whatever the hell he wants to. And, and why should, what did his dad say, 30 seconds of action ruin his whole life? Mm-hmm. What, what did it do to the woman that he raped? That's going to change her whole life. Forever and ever Fuck and ever. Fuck that guy. Oh, my God. Fuck that guy. I didn't mean to, like... It's... It's worth talking about because it is directly related to this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of times in America, we can kind of sit on our high horse and be like, oh, we're so progressed. We've got the Me Too movement. We've got all these things. This, this kind of thing still happens here today. Harvey Weinstein. How do you say his name? Weinstein? Weinstein. Weinstein? I've only heard Weinstein. Is case in point, you know, and he's finally getting prosecuted for the stuff he did for decades mm-hmm. and, and he's not alone the, he ruined so many lives and I how mean. many of those women said and of course his defense attorneys were fucking assholes and i guess you have to be in a in a you know you're arguing the case or whatever but well yeah but to man be it was fucking terrible and they're like well <laughs> you didn't tell anybody about this when it happened and so many of them were like because i thought it was my fault And honestly, I didn't even realize what it was at first, but I felt like I had done something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's that's so sad. Yeah. But uh, victims of domestic violence think it's their fault. I mean, it's all this stuff that, you know, women put on themselves because to to be a victim of a crime like this is to be shamed. Oh, yeah. in In a lot of ways. Mm hmm. And you wonder, what did I do? Should I not have worn a skirt? Right. If, I, if I just hadn't worn a skirt, that guy wouldn't have stuck his hand up my skirt. Right. Or if I had said no uh, just one more time. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I, didn't, maybe I didn't push it too hard. Right. Yeah. No is no the first time. Yeah. I just can't. It's, it's so sad. Jyoti's father, Bandranath said, In death she has lit such a torch, and not only in this country, but the whole world got lit up. But at the same time, she posed a question. What is the meaning of a woman? How is she looked upon today by society? And I wish that whatever darkness there is in this world should be dispelled by this light. I think she's... She's doing something. I mean, it's so sad that it had to happen that way, but... um, Again, you know, it's not like you can find the silver lining necessarily, but... She's 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 a big 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 player now forever, in in women in India and all over the world saying that I have rights too mm-hmm. and I'm a person too, I can be educated too. I don't have to just rely on a man. So, yeah, and I'm I'm not surprised that she has made this kind of impact because of. What a truly remarkable and amazing person that she was and is, I don't think that that's any accident, you know right that this that she is the one that got this ball really, really rolling, yeah, it's just the saddest. it's just so sad it is, yeah, if you have not watched that documentary, it's on Amazon Prime. We'll link to it um, I'm sure you can watch it other ways, but I definitely know it's on amazon prime um, and we'll link to all the articles and everything as well. Um, And I also read an article that was, like, the top 10 dangerous places for women to live country-wise. India's number one. And there's some speculation about that because it shot up to number one after this. Is it because there's more rapes being reported now? You know, because definitely people have increased reporting. Um, I would love for that statistic to be the rape is down, but
1: unfortunately...
0: It's not who we are as people. Um, But the U.S. is number 10. And we're on that list for sexual violence. They had all the different criteria, like human trafficking, um, marrying women under age 18, those kind of things. So, like, the countries that are on there, um, number one is India. There's Saudi Arabia, Somalia, Pakistan, uh, the Republic of Congo. All of these areas that you feel like it is more, you know, kind of almost a little bit more obvious. And then the U.S. is number 10, and we rank there because of sexual violence towards women. So we're not off the hook. We've got a long way to go, just as everybody else does. Mm -hmm. I think as slow as it is moving, we're headed in a good direction. Mm -hmm. But that being said, it's just... the most unfortunate you know i mean and we have to shake things up to get there Mm -hmm. and you almost have to at the risk of (laughs) being viewed as a bitch or being difficult or whatever you know yeah you got to make a lot of noise before change happens right yeah but hopefully we will continue and hopefully it'll be expedited in some way yeah for sure that's it thank you so much for listening and we will catch you on the next episode Bye. Bye. Bye.